Welcome to the Overflow Podcast by New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. I'm your host, Sally Peavy, and today we are wrapping up this favorite Bible story series with Pastor Vernon. He's sharing a story from the Old Testament that you may not be as familiar with, but it packs a powerful message of trust and faith in God, even when all the odds seem to be against us. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Pastor Vernon, welcome back to the Overflow. Hey. <laughs> I caught you mid cough. I know you did. Welcome back. You can call. Thank That's you. okay. All People right. can turn their volume down. That'll Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Um, you are putting a little bow on this series um, that we've been doing for um, for each of our pastors, just kind of diving into um, some of their favorite Bible stories mm. um, or passages of scripture. So mm-hmm. we're super excited um, to hear from you today. Um, and I've been throwing a little bit of a curveball um, to to each of our pastors, and so I'm not going to explain super why um, because I've done that for every episode so far mm-hmm. um, and you um, we kind of talked about this right beforehand so the the first thing that I want to ask you is what has your relationship with God's word been like um, over the course of your life because um, okay I guess I will explain it because here yeah, we are but sure. <laughs> just because um, you know I've I've said this that I feel like it's important for people who are listening to understand um that to maybe hear some of themselves mm-hmm. and some of our leaders that maybe um, there's somebody who has been in the word since they were a kid and they've loved it and they've found it easy to get in the word, stay in the word, understand, and, you know, just like receive that understanding. Um, or maybe it's more of like, you know, John had referenced like a roller coaster where mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier than others. And um, I just, I just think it's important to hear like, what is your relationship? Has it always been great? Has it not always been great? It's just, I'd love to hear what your relationship with God's word has been like. Okay. Yep. So just off the top of my head, I know, let's see here. Well, never, you know, I, from time I was born until, I don't know, 12, 12, 13, I would say was more one of those things, you know, you saw it. Mm-hmm. When you would go to a hotel and you open up the right. drawer, <laughs> yeah. you know, there was a Bible in the like, drawer oh, cool, or something, Bible. one of the Gideon's Bibles yeah. or something. <laughs> yep. And um, and then I think I may have went to church maybe three times, Wow. three or four times from the time I was born until um, age 12, before we moved to North Carolina from up north. Yeah. Um, And I think I had seen the Bible then. Um. And maybe even read a few verses. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Now, after I came to know Christ um, or received Christ when I was 12, um, I remember uh, they gave us a Bible at the church. And um, I would read it every now and then. Yeah. And what what I was drawn to was like Proverbs. Uh Now, I think and I think it was like a King James translation. So, you know, I had a lot of that old English. Yeah. So it was honestly it wasn't that encouraging to get in the Bible yeah. because I couldn't understand what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but Proverbs, I really liked the the Proverbs, just the words of wisdom yeah. that I was given, even at that age. But that was every now and then, yeah. too. You know? Yeah, I liked that, mm-hmm. too, because it, as far, I have this, just when you said that, and I have not even remembered this uh. until, until you said that, that there was this one time I was at a friend's house, and at this point, I wasn't, 
I wasn't super into church or anything. I didn't yeah. start going to church for real until, you know, sixth grade with like a student ministry. Uh-huh. And so I was probably around that same age, maybe sixth grade. And I remember yeah. she had showed me her Bible yeah. and she was like, go look at Proverbs. And I just started writing little, like I'd cut up these pieces of paper and just started writing out Proverbs right. randomly. Wow. It was just something that even at a young age, I did feel like I was encouraged by. Oh, wow. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I guess <laughs> maybe for, maybe that's a word for somebody wherever you if you want to start somewhere, Proverbs <laughs> is super encouraging. Hey, words of wisdom there it for you. It really is. So yeah. anyway, continue. Amen. Lord, you're about to maybe quote something now from Proverbs. That Do was it. written the other day. Okay, just real quick since we brought Go. up Proverbs. So Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5 says this. says, um, uh, a... A man of understanding. Nope. You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I know what I'm saying. I can preach yeah. it if I want to. But <laughs> but to make sure, sure I get it's accurate and correct. That's right. In fact, I shared this, uh, I think, last Thursday during our little staff time before uh, our prayer time. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. Um, so here's a curveball for you. That's Let's right. Because this wasn't a part of the program. Yeah, yeah. But it says, oh, yeah, counsel in a man's heart is deep water. Mm-hmm. You did say it, yeah. Yeah, but a man of understanding draws it up. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, and it's just like, wow, what a what a powerful proverb. Yeah. I mean, counsel in a man's heart is deep water, but a man of understanding draws it up. So a person of understanding draws it up. It's one thing to go to the well. It's another thing to put the bucket in the well and draw that water yes. up and taste of that water. Yes. We can have all the knowledge. We can have the Bible in our minds, but yeah. if we don't flesh it out in our hearts, that's a whole other thing. So yeah. we we'll just, Well, and you I, know. You, would, you, would, uh, you would even specifically mm. reference like mentors in your life, mm. like people who right. can pour into you and you can have that and you can have that in a person that you know. Right. You can be go- You can listen to all the online sermons that you want and you Ooh. can have a deep well of water, mm. but until you start drawing it up applying it all that <laughs> i'm sorry so Make like, that face. Oh, that's so funny. get it there sunday uh, morning uh, <laughs> give it a mic <laughs> but it's true it's Amen. true and, and i feel like you know i can be a consumer of lots of different things mm. and i i can listen to lots of sermons and podcasts and all sorts of stuff um but i i'm super guilty of but am i applying the thing all these right. different things that i'm learning and so yeah. um That'll preach. All right, Amen. we're done with the Overflow Podcast. See you I next know, right? week. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, so, so I just had to share that. But yes, yeah, so after that. Right, after 12. After 12, you know, like yeah. I said, I would read it every now and then. And when I did, it was more so Proverbs. Every now and then, um, you know, maybe like the book of John or, or you know, John 3.16 or just things like that. But it wasn't until when God just really drew me back to himself mm-hmm. That I um around twenty twenty one where I really began to just dive yeah. dive into the word, um and and word and devotions all kind of stuff. Yeah. Now there, I will say something about that too. Yeah. There were times because God was just changing me so much and mm-hmm. I was just so falling in love with Him and I was just like learning what theology and doctrine is and all this kind of stuff. It's like oh my gosh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But where I was in the word sometimes for an hour to three hours a day, not even kidding, and it was that was normal for me to do, um, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. and just devour yeah. the word. However, yeah. it got to a place where it was just quantity and not quality. Mm. And I had to learn, you know, you want quality over quantity. That's so true, yeah. I, you could read for three hours yeah. straight, <laughs> and then I wouldn't remember a thing that I read. Right, well, that's a lot of reading. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot to take in. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm glad that you did share mm-hmm. that because that can be important. But I, I've been interested to have this conversation with you anyways because you are known as the guy, like, you can walk up at any point and you're quoting some scripture. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm sure people wonder, like, how does someone get to 
to be that. You know, mm. how does someone get to be that person who has so much written on their heart and in their mind that, mm. I mean, at any given point, you can just spout off a scripture, you know, mm. the reference, like all that kind of stuff, which is super encouraging. It's mm. amazing. Um, because then, because you're, you're also such an encouraging guy, it's not just coming out of nowhere. Mm. You always have this like scripture to back it up. So it's just, it's, so I've, I, you know, I'm sure people have been curious, like, how do you learn all that scripture? So now we know it's from being in the word from 6 a.m. to 9. <laughs> right. <laughs> well. But just spin it. It really is. And that's yeah. just, sometimes that's just the, the truth. You just have to be in it. You right. just have to be in it consistently. But but I do like that you said that, too, that sometimes when it starts to make that shift of, you know, okay, we want quality over just quantity. Right. You know, there have been certain times in life where I've just been stuck on one thing for a while. And yeah, that absolutely. could be just one verse. Like, Abs- oh, where absolutely. Where I'm just unpacking something, like what that looks like in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, what God is wanting to show me through just a specific thing. And, yeah. and so that that is also valuable. And you oh, know? absolutely. Um, and so th- I, 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 I wanted to have this conversation to really encourage anyone who is listening. If you're not in a place, if you're not in a, pla- a time, you know, a space or whatever your lifestyle looks like to be able to be up early, to be in the word for three hours or anything like mm-hmm. that. There, no word ever returns void. Right. You can absolutely, you know, be meditating on, on a single verse and asking God to unpack it for you, to reveal things to you, even just through one thing. So it's, it's always valuable. It's right. never wasted. Right. Um, so yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing I'll say about that, and yeah. you, man, you, drove home some great points now that's not what it is today okay there may be still some times where i'm in the word for an hour or so but that's not the norm anymore you know again i had a lot of zeal at that time a lot of passion i'm not saying i i'm not zealous anymore whatever but yeah you know it was just that's all i would do and sometimes it even you know it could become pharisaical in a sense or become you know when i was just doing that and not um i don't know you, you know you're not living out all of it or just you can become a meathead and not, yeah. you know what I mean? And so anyways, um, but when I get to that point where it's like, man, I really want equality and allow God to just, you don't want it to be transactional, but transformational. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whether I just read two verses, like you said, mm-hmm. or whether it was just a passage, just meditating on that, or for three weeks stuck in a place and can't get out of it because God's wanting to work in my heart and, and work on me and with some things. Right. That is, that's beautiful. Just a verse, like you said. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. And so, um, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't I mean, want anybody to think here just three hours just during that time of my life and think, no. oh, now I got to be through. No, that's no, what, not no, what no, I was no. saying. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And that's the whole thing. And that's yeah. the beauty of us being individuals, right. having our personal relationships with Jesus and him understanding our lives, the things right. that he has set before us. Like he knows the lives that we lead. He mm-hmm. knows our capacity as mere human beings in a right. fallen world. He knows all of these different things. And that's the beauty of that personal relationship. And, you Amen. know, Ryan and I kind of touched on that where mm-hmm. I had I had felt before because certain people in my life, they had certain quiet times that looked a certain way. Mm-hmm. I felt like, well, my quiet time must suck, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. So at this point, <laughs> I guess this means nothing because mm-hmm. I'm not doing what they're doing. And that is that legalistic perspective right. that. God did not set that expectation for me. He right. has a personal relationship with them. He has a personal relationship with me, and we connect in different ways. Of course, still through the same avenues. Right. We connect deeply through his word, through worship, song, like all these different things. Um, but it can just look different. So right. I'm glad that you that you clarified that, too, because yeah. some people might hear that and take— some people are just prone to that, and I feel like I am. I sure. feel like I'll kind of 
I'll be a sponge sometime. I'll just soak up something and think, that must be for me. So if somebody heard that that three-hour thing, they'll think, that must be for me. And then they might be running a race that Mm -hmm. was not meant for them, Right. running a cycle that was not meant for them. Right. On the flip side, it could be for someone. They're like, okay, now this is my season. I've got the time. I've got the capacity. I do need to be diving in a little deeper. Mm. So that's where we just trust the Holy Spirit that he'll speak to us for what is for us Amen. you know come on. So, <laughs> come on well without further ado i'm really excited okay. um because i don't really know what you're talking about today it's kind of a cool. surprise so i just kind of threw a prompt out there for all of you pastors um i just want to hear you know from a favorite passage or story mm-hmm. in the bible and how it has impacted you um how it's impacted how you act or think or believe um and so I want to hear what you're talking about today. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll try to make this uh, sweet and simple because I know we've detoured. I don't know how much time we got left, no, but I know we detoured. So I'm sorry about that. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'm going to talk about Jehoshaphat today. Okay. Um, and just because this story has just, um, any <laughs> back to that whole three-hour thing. Yeah. It's probably one of those things that I've read because I've read through the entire Bible before back in, when I was, I don't know, early 20s, around that same yeah. time. But I don't remember, I really don't remember this story. Um, I didn't remember the story until, let me see, maybe five or six years ago yeah. when I heard it again. And I was just like, oh, wow, yeah. that's powerful. Wow. I read all the Bible and I don't remember all that, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, yeah. anyways, Jehos- um, uh, Jehoshaphat was a king. Mm-hmm. Um, his father was a king before him. And it says that, and this is Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to be looking at uh, those verses uh, within chapter 20. But his father was the king of Judah beforehand. Then his father passed away and Jehoshaphat became the king. Yeah. Um, his father, uh, for the most part, did was overall um, did, was, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat did as well. There's some things that he didn't do and they, that caused some struggle within his ministry. But overall, um, he was a follower of the Lord and, yeah. and made a pretty big impact. But there's a story during the time of his reign mm-hmm. that is just powerful. And I feel like not just for then, but it's so true for us today. Yeah. And I love it. I yeah. love it. And it. Um, so I'm just going to read a few verses. I'm Please just going to read through some things that I'm going to share as we go. Yeah. And, and then if you want to chime in, you can. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us, yes. for anybody who's listening and then maybe able to follow along right now, tell us where we're starting and let's, okay. let's get off to the races. No problem. Yep. This is Second Chronicles chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And it says this. Uh, after this, the Moabites, Ammonites, together with some of the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the Munites, and again, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but came to fight <laughs> I think it's right. against Jehoshaphat. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they came to fight against Jehoshaphat. So the Jehoshaphat had, had some enemies. He had some haters. You know what I mean? Haters. And so uh, verse 2 <laughs> says, people came and told Jehoshaphat a vast multitude from beyond the Dead Sea and from Edom has come to fight against you. Mm. Now, that's huge. A vast multitude. Yeah. All right. Now, what's crazy about this, uh, Jehoshaphat already had a large army. Yeah. I don't know how exactly how many, but he had a large army himself. So however, however big this army was, it was huge. Yeah. All right. It was a vast multitude. Um, um, a vast multitude from beyond the Dead Sea and from Edom has come to fight against you. They are already in Engedi. Verse 3, listen to what it says about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was afraid, so he resolved to seek the Lord. Mm. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So, one, this is a king, yeah. king of Judah. 
he becomes afraid. Yeah. I love uh, the realness there, mm-hmm. you know, because you could think, well, in leadership, you're not supposed to be afraid. You're always supposed to be courageous, which, yes, we we're called to be courageous, but as if we're not supposed to have the feelings of fear sometime or be afraid and not love how he was afraid. But what yes. did he do in his afraidness yeah, and his fear he yeah. resolved to seek the lord yeah. i'm like oh that's good that's all right but that's not even the best part yeah. i love it though <laughs> all right so um so he resolved to seek the lord and so he proclaimed a fast for all judah who gathered to seek the lord they came from all the cities of judah uh to seek after god and then it says this this was jehoshaphat's prayer in front of all the individuals that came out um then jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of judah and jerusalem in the Lord's temple before the new courtyard. And he said this, Lord God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand and no one can stand against Mm. you. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and who gave it Um, who gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived in the land and you have built and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name and have said, if disaster comes on us, sword or judgment, um, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and before you, for your name is in this temple. We will cry out to you because of our distress and you will hear hear and deliver. Mm -hmm. Verse 10, now, now, listen, so he talks about God first. Right. He remembers, he tells all the people, this is who our God is. He yeah. remembers who God is, the promises of God, what God has said. And then he says this. Now he's going to be real and say, listen, these are the people that are coming against us. He's yeah. just throwing it out there. Now, here are the Ammonites, Moabites, and the inhabitants and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. You did not let Israel invade them when Israel came out of the land of Egypt, of Egypt. but Israel turned away from them. And did not destroy them. And then he says, look how they repay us by coming to drive us out of your possession that you gave us as an inheritance. I'm sorry. All I can think of in my mind is somebody be like, look at these cats trying to look what these fools doing, you know. (laughs) But then let's. So this is what I love. I love his response. Mm -hmm. So he resolved to seek the Lord. But listen when he tells all of Judah and in his prayer to God. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast multitude that comes against us. We know not what to do, but we look to you. Mm, that's so powerful. Right? We know yeah. not what to do, but we look to you. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. He kept it real. He humbled himself. Yeah. He had to humble himself and say that in the prayer. He didn't get all cocky and say, you know what? Forget these cats. Come on. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and get all prideful. And yeah. like, you know, that one dude, uh, you know, maybe he's drunk or something. And yeah. There's 10 people to fight yeah. against. He's like, come on, bring it on. Yeah. Get the tail beat. Exactly. He didn't go out like that. No, yeah. he didn't go out in his own strength. He said, Lord, we look to you. Yeah. I need you. Yeah. Um, We need you to show up. We are powerless before this vast multitude, this vast multitude that was going to surround them, outnumbered. But God, we know you're bigger than they are. Absolutely. We look to you. And I just, that story has always, um, the story just has always just blessed me. So as as he gets done with this prayer, a prophet says this to, uh, to everyone, to the king and to everyone who's listening. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or be discouraged because of this vast multitude, for the battle is not yours, mm. but God's. Hmm. 
Tomorrow, go down against them. You will see them coming up. Um, oh, all right, so I'm a little tired, so I might butcher some of these words or names, okay? okay? Um, tomorrow, go down against them. You will see them coming up the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of Jurel. Well, that sounds like one of my cousins. Anyways, <laughs> verse 17. <laughs> you, do not, <laughs> you do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Mm. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow, go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. Wow. Is that not beautiful? Is that it not is. powerful? Really Amen, Alex. I'm sorry. I know <laughs> I'm not supposed to. He's not even supposed to be here right <laughs> no, now, but still, okay. I just, he's I had here. to. Greg's here. Yeah, Alex Greg's here. here. Alex hey is here. Y'all. Just, yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, um, so then it says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord to worship him. Then the Levites from the sons of um, Kahath, 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 all right, Bless you. from somewhere, <laughs> all right, Kahathites and the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, um, shouting in a loud voice. And they said this, uh, or excuse me, and then I'll close with this. In the morning they got up early, and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went about to go out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and you inhabitants of, of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe in his prophets, and you will ex- succeed. Then he consulted with the people and appointed them. Listen to what he told them to do. Mm-hmm. He appointed some to sing for the Lord, and some to praise the splendor of his holiness. When they went out in front of those armed forces, they kept singing, give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. And that moment, they began their shouts and praises, and the Lord set an ambush against the Ammonites, Moabites, and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Mm. And then they end up fighting against, not even Judah, they end up fighting against um, them, their own selves. Anyways, right, right. the Lord gave them the victory. Yes. And so there's just so much in that. Oh, my gosh. You know what so I mean? Much. Yes. There's I, so I mean, much from in the very that. beginning, from <coughs> fear, yeah. from, you know, we can absolutely choose where we put our eyes when, yeah. when we're fearful. We look at the enemy mm-hmm. and become even more fearful, or we look at God, who mm-hmm. is steadfast, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and so good. Mm-hmm. And that gives us that immediate fear. I mean, so like all, all the way through, we, we find this, and then we get to this end of this super unconventional way to fight a battle. Like, And I feel like that's, we look so often mm. for, God, give me the practical thing to fight this battle, mm. whether it's finances. God, mm. give me, you know, whatever it is, the new source of income. Give me a surprise check in the mail. Mm. <laughs> Lord Jesus, please. Right. You know, right, <laughs> like, right. And so we look for that practical way mm. to fight. What mm. I, and so, of course, even even more serious things when right. it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriages, when it comes to sickness, when, right. it, you know, we look for what is the practical way to fight this. Mm. And there are practical ways sometimes, but mm. sometimes it is as simple as he's going to give us this really impractical way right. to our human brains. Right. It's impractical. Yeah. To say, <coughs> no, no, go out and stand in a battlefield and mm. sing. And that's mm. how you're going to win a battle right. where people are about about to kill you right. like that's so impractical but what happened it's the the reality of the kingdom of god sounds like fantasy but right. it is a reality it's you know what i'm saying it, that's just 
the reality that we live in. You nailed it. It's reality, and that's so cool. Because, yeah, you're right. There are true. There are some things that are just that God has given us that's uh-huh. practical to fight about. There are some things in the Word of God that he's already given us, say, hey, in this situation, this is what you do. And then there's some things, some of those gray areas, where it's like, okay, Lord, we know not what to do. Absolutely. But we look to you, yeah. and we need you. And so I love I love the fact, too, that, like, literally, this prophet reminds them, hey, the battle is not yours. Uh-huh. It's God. It's God's. And the reason why you're going to win this battle is because he is with you. Absolutely. Same thing with David and Goliath. The, way, the reason why David won the battle wasn't the stone. It was because the Lord was with David. Same Absolutely. thing with this situation. The Lord was with them. <clears throat> and it's the same thing with us. The Lord is still with us today, and he still fights our battles today. That's why I love this story. This is not just something back then. Absolutely. This is something now. The Lord still fights for his children and for those that love him and seek after him. Matthew 6, 33, uh, you know, uh, Jesus says, seek after me, seek mm-hmm. the, um, his righteousness and his kingdom, and everything we need will be given to us. Yeah. He still gives for us what we need. He still Absolutely. fights for us. So I love how the Lord is with us. But then I love this, too, mm-hmm. is this is not just a thin, uh, a thin thing. This is still now that they worshiped mm-hmm. in the midst of their battle. Yeah. So we know the song. Praise you in the storm by mm-hmm. Cast Crown. We fear these things. God has called us to praise him in the storm. And when he when we do that, even in our situations yeah. now, his presence shows up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we're going to be taken out of hard situations, but in the situation we can give him praise. Absolutely. And his presence shows up and he gives us victory. Yeah. Um and, and so I, think, I love that. You know what? <clears throat> I think that literally means praise. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I think that can mean physically singing out there was mm-hmm. you know in the past couple of years we uh, my husband and i we've been through some rough stuff just mm-hmm. either in marriage or life yep. and you know we're typically pretty transparent about things like that but i mean i'm telling you it was tough and but i had heard um this thing louis giglio mm-hmm. um i had heard him talk one one time about a season that he went through where he woke up in the middle of the night every night at 3 a.m with crippling anxiety and i actually mm. heard this before we went through anything and he woke up, he would wake up, and he would just start singing. Mm. And that preached to me so much wow. that in the midst of that season where I had so much anxiety, I, can, I couldn't sleep, Yes, I would wake up and I would sing mm. this same song over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I can't say that it changed my circumstances, mm. but it certainly changed how I felt. Amen. It certainly changed my, my perspective on things that Amen. I wasn't hopeless. I was right. not totally without hope or a future or anything like that i knew that god was with me Mm -hmm. and just proclaiming those things and you know uh, even my you know even my therapist he's a he's a proponent of Mm. you know fake it till you make it Mm. like you really do even Mm. if in your heart you're like god it's hard for me to see how you are good in this situation it's hard for me to see your goodness or your faithfulness i i feel like you know ends are undone like there are things that are not coming together or i'm still in the midst of whatever this is but you and, and he uses a quote, and I can't remember who it is, but it was some pastor. Mm. I can't remember who it is. No but problem. his his phrase of not just fake it till you make it, but preach faith till you have it. Mm. Like just keep talking about his goodness, and you will wow. see it. Yeah. And so there were even times feeling that way of like, gosh, I, I don't, I cannot see an end. I don't see a light at the end mm-hmm. of this tunnel. I don't understand. But I'm going to talk about you, and I'm going to say things that I know in my mind to be true about you, even though in my heart it's struggling right now right. to feel that or see that. Mm. And and I, I truly believe that it kept our marriage together. <coughs> I truly believe it. It kept us in ministry and Amen. not away from, you know, which Amen. is our calling. We could have easily been taken out of our calling mm. or, 
you know, the dreams that God has had, has given us for our lives. And we could have easily done that, but those are the things that sustain you, even if you're not in a, a space of feeling it. Feeling it, you exactly. Can be, you can still have your mind meditating on it, believing on it, you know, and then, and then you see things come through on the other side and you think, exactly. You that nailed was it. The ba- yeah, that yeah. was the battle. You were with me the entire time. You nailed we it. We made it through. You, you know what nailed I'm it. Yeah, you were so right. Well, and so the last thing I'll say to that, because it lines up exactly with what you said. I mean, and again, <laughs> Jehoshaphat was fearful. Yes. He was fearful. He yeah. had to, so he had to remind himself and everyone mm-hmm. who God was. And as you said, verbally said that out loud and, and God came through. And I think, you know, I just, I've experienced that so much in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the last, I don't know, the last six years, but especially the last year and a half, last two years where there's so many situations, both macro and micro, uh-huh. big and small. It's like, Lord, I don't know what to do. And that's what I love about yeah. God. We can go to him for anything. But literally situation was like, I've never dealt with this before. Uh-huh. I've never experienced this. Um, but I wanted to go about it in a way, Lord, that you go, you're going to know what's best. You yeah. know what's best. Yeah. And so, Lord, I look to you. And he's so faithful to answer every single yes. time. It's so true. Every single time. It's so true. And, so. I, and I, but I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it, he was fearful, but yeah. I love the word he resolved. He resolved. He re, like that. Sometimes we just have to make that. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I don't feel it, but my resolve, what I am resoluting yeah. to do, you know, yeah. is like, I'm going to believe this. Right. I'm going to move forward in seeking God no matter what. Right. And, and some, and it, it can be really hard mm-hmm. to do that, but it really is just a decision that you make that no matter what, even though this looks hopeless, I resolve to seek the Lord mm. and, and then to continue to seek the Lord even after the instruction is so impractical. Like mm. we talked about, like right. you, like you could very easily and then say, okay, well now I'm going to, I know that's what he said. We're going to go fight this battle by like standing and singing, mm. but I'm still going to take my sword. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm still going to take this just mm. in case he doesn't come through. But mm. that resolve is like, no, right. everything else behind, I'm going to do what he said to do. I'm going to mm. keep moving forward, even though this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch him come through on the other side. Oh, you know, amen. Uh-oh. Amen. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, but that's a good, gr- that's a great passage for you. I'm so yeah. glad that you shared that with us. I think that's going to be so encouraging to someone today um, mm. that, they might be right in the midst of that storm and it might not be making a lot of sense. Either what God is asking them to do, God may be asking them to stay in a situation, mm. to leave a certain situation, mm. and they they don't know how they're going to fight this battle. Mm. Whether it is like what we talked about in a marriage, a sickness, an illness, financial, like somebody's in the middle of something right, right. now. And I, I feel like that's going to be super powerful to say, just resolve to seek the Lord. Amen. Do the impractical things he's asking you to do. Right. Worship in the middle of the night when that thing is keeping you up at night. You right. worship. That's right. You lift him up and then watch him come through on the other side. I Amen. It's going to be really powerful. For Amen. So thank you so much for Seek sharing that, Lord. Brian. That's a great Absolutely. story. Where was that again? Uh, yeah, Second Chronicles Second chapter Chronicles. 20. Second Chronicles. Yep. I'm going to go read through that. Yeah. Just on my own. Yep, Second really Chronicles 20. Because even just that, I mean what his declaration yeah i'm like i need to be reading that every morning before i before my feet hit the floor yeah so Mm that's amazing yeah well thanks brandon we'll see you the next time that you're back on the overflow sounds good thank you see ya god bless you 
Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. If you'd like to know more about New River Church and the ministries or opportunities we have for you and your family, please visit newriver.church. If you have a question or a topic that you would like for one of our pastors to cover in a podcast, please visit newriver.church forward slash podcast and send us a message. May God cover you with his goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough. Talk to you next Wednesday.